Hey guys, awesome episode today. We got casual hookups and picking up the tab. Check it out, enjoy, share it with friends. Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from Harlem, New York City. We're here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It, nothing feels better than when I hear from you over DM or Snapchat or Facebook, or Twitter, and that you're liking the podcast, enjoying, and especially when you share it on your Instagram stories and you tweet it out, ooh, that feels amazing. And you know what? It, it honestly feels like I'm out, you know, I'm out on a, uh, I'm on a mountain, and it's a snowy mountain, Okay. And I, it's, well, at the base camp, it's not snowy. There's a lot of birds. And then as we climb higher and higher, it gets snowier and it gets, you know, the weather, the the elements start coming in. And as I get higher on the mountain, I start removing articles of clothing. Slowly, jacket comes off. Pants, boots come off. Pants. My thermals. Then the bugs start taking notice. And then I get, and then you are waiting there behind a tree, and you kind of pop your head out and you say, "You, you," and I say, "Oh, is that you, listener? Is that you with your Instagram story or your tweets telling people to listen to the podcast? Let Papa J Train come crawling up, and I crawl up to you completely naked, and you're sitting there with a ten-inch feather." And then you just graze up and down the, the sack of the nuts. The, the seam, the middle seam. Right, Shelby? You, you see it. This is like the movie Nell. The, exactly like the movie Nell. Yeah. I don't know that movie, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with you on this one. You're going to please look it up after. It's hilarious. Okay. So, and, and so we're in this snowy meadow on a mountain face. Correct. I'm completely naked. Mm-hmm. They're taking the 10-inch feather, and they're going up the seam of the nuts, right, right where God stitched me up. The last seam. The last seam. And then they go around the nuts, circular, clockwise, then counterclockwise. That's how it feels, people. That's exactly how it feels when you tell a friend, a coworker. When you make it your Instagram story, when you make it, when you tweet out, hey, everybody, sing it from the mountain that you're touching my nuts at. Sing it loud, sing it proud, tell your friends the J Train podcast, feather those nuts. Feather those nuts. That's right, because that's how we grow, that's how we get big and juicy, just like. The balls that you're feathering. 
Very excited about today's episode. I gotta gotta uh, you don't you don't know yet, but today we turned down the house lights. It's just classic and train. Like the old days. Like the old days. Shelby's here. I'm here. We turned down the lights in the apartment. So dark. So dark. I can can only see your face illuminated in the corner. With a candlelight. Right. We lit a candle, scented. Love it. So we're going to be answering emails. We're going to be going straight through the inbox. Just another day here. I want to get through a couple uh, a couple announcements. I'm starting to travel. It's coming, Shelby. We got some shows coming up. Get those Delta miles. Delta, get ready, Delta. Get your Biscoffs ready. The Wizard of Oz is coming around and coming to your town. So listen, St. Louis, Missouri. I'm going to be at Helium Comedy Club this Thursday night, the 17th. We're doing a live J Train podcast. I've put it up on my Instagram stories. Uh, we have a special guest, Michelle Wolf. That's a big treat for you. That's a big treat. That, uh, Michelle Wolf ain't coming to St. Louis every day. Nope. To, to answer your issues and to do dating app makeover, profile makeovers. That's a, that's a different way to see Michelle. Today, you could be listening this Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. That's Thursday night. You have plenty of time. Get on it right now. Plenty of time. To get those tickets, go to jaredfreed.com. You can get them there. You may think you have plenty of time, but... Well, we all put these things off, and then I get a DM. Yeah. Oh, no, it's sold out. What can I do? Can I feather your nuts outside of the club? I can't do that. Nope. That's I got preparation to do. There's city ordinances. There's a lot of ordinances. Yeah, Shelby's right. There's... There's laws, you know, we can't just go feathering anywhere we want. That's why you're on a mountain. Yeah, I rent out that mountain. Yeah. I sign the paperwork. I go to the politicians. I say, hey, what do I got to do to get this mountain out for the day for my feathering? We're not doing any video shooting. This is just between me and the earth. Exactly. So St. Louis, I've already put away my feather time, and it's at Helium Comedy Club on the 17th. So get a crew, though. This, this show only works with big groups. It, it's fun for the whole family. We really, we, the energy, energy, it's, it's crazy. Plus, we're going to do dating app makeovers. We're going to take your questions. We're going to go through your texts. We're going to do hypotheticals. It's going to be a great night. Get them now. While they're hot. Also, okay, where else am I going to be? You up live, that's sold out. Great. I'm going to be in Stamford, Connecticut on the 31st. And then I'm going to be uh, the big one, uh, Miami. Miami. We're going to Miami. Benvenido a Miami. The 15th of February. Magic City Casino. Come, come, come. And then Laugh Boston. Laugh Boston, I'll tell you right now. If you're in the Boston area, get those tickets now. So lots going on. Uh, we got Shelby here on the ones and twos popping in. I'm here. We're going to answer a ton of emails because we got this week, for whatever reason, so many emails. People need help. The people need help. The people of this great nation, we're going to help them out. Are you ready? Never been more ready. <laughs> you sound it. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. What's been going on? And you, you got anything going on, Shelby? Anything to talk about today? Anything on your mind? 
Jeez, just so much. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's it? <laughs> Looking, uh, I'm doing apartment hunting right now. Oh, moving. Hope to move. It's a battle in New York City. There is no worse experience than moving in this city. Just It, it is really when you feel the most rubbish of the time you live here. It's in my what I mean by rubbish is, you know, you hear about like the people coming to New York with their camera on their neck and the and the uh, the plaid shirt tucked into their jeans and their jeans tucked into their boots. Sunscreen on the nose. Sunscreen on the nose. And you're like, yeah. And then they got like all their pockets are out. Like they've been stolen from so much that their pockets are hanging out of their pockets. Right. And you that isn't the reality. New York is like a pretty safe city. The reality, though, is the minute you start looking for an apartment, that's when you feel that way. It feels like these people that the, the brokers, you know, you call them, you'll look online and they'll, you'll see a picture of a place. You'll be like, that's my place. That's it. And they'll go. Some Israeli guy will be like, come into the office. And then you go to the office. You're not even with an Israeli guy anymore. You're with some fucking, you know, you know, 10 year old. Story of my life. And then he's like, oh, yeah, we'll go look at it last and you're like, what about the one we saw in the picture? Oh, we'll get to it. And then they bring you inside a mini fridge. And you're uh, like, how did we end up here? I, I went, saw, oh, this place looks good. Go there. There's some like loft thing that wasn't even in the picture. On the way up, I keep hearing this dog barking. <laughs> and as we get to the apartment, it gets louder and louder. Yeah, you live inside the dog. That's what they're going to show you. And then we get in there and it turns out, oh, that kitchen, it's like, they built some makeshift wall in between the other apartment and your it kitchen. Is, and that's why the dog's barking so loud. I don't get it. I mean, I get why, you know, people live here or want to move here, but then you see it, you're like, why do you go to other cities and you're like, everywhere else is doing pretty good too. Yeah. Like, oh, I have a four bedroom for $700 yeah, a month. <laughs> I live in a mansion and it's, uh, the guy just gave it to me. He said, out of the goodness of my heart. I'm a, I'm a first year school teacher. I just bought a house. <laughs> Well, good luck with the apartment search. We'll we'll check in on this next episode. Or next week. <laughs> next week. We'll check in on it. Uh, let's do some emails. You ready? So ready. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Keep sending these in. They're, they get better and better every episode. Uh, absolutely love the podcast. You've uh, provided many laughs and value insight. Feather, feather. I'm reaching out because I'd love to know your take on a situation I'm in and the male perspective. I started casually seeing this guy in my town a little bit before Christmas. I would always see him around, but we never never officially met, and he always had a girlfriend. They were on on and off for three years, but broke up at the end of November. Yes, not much time had passed between then and when I, he had had, I had met. We slept together after a night out, on the, uh, out, and the pattern continued for the next few weeks. He texts here and there, but it's always been casual and no word about going out, which is something I'm interested in doing. I decided to delete his number because I felt like I'd text him when drinking and say something I regret. Since deleting, I hadn't heard from him or seen him in two weeks. It sounds like you did him the biggest favor ever. Thank you. Yeah. Delete my number. Oh, wait, but you never texted. <laughs> the guy who just got out of a relationship in November that's been on and off for three years. This past Saturday, he was out with friends and immediately came over to my group of friends. He invited all of us back to his place for a party. Then he ended up coming to my house and slept over. We woke up at 7.30 a.m. He did not leave until almost 11. Do you think he's the slightest bit interested in something more than casual hookup? I would think he would wake up and leave if he wasn't. 
I'll get to that in a second. I will mention that we did have sex a few times just that morning, but we also talked and were joking around in between. Would it hurt to tell him that I'd be interested in going out getting drinks if that was something he was interested in? I get that he got, just got out of a relationship, but I'm afraid I'm starting to catch feelings. I also should mention that I'm moving across the country in the spring, which is which he is aware of, so I can all also assume he may not want to get involved. What are your thoughts? I feel like I'm a catch, but I'm frustrated with constantly finding myself in these situations. My Instagram uh, is this. I love that they send their Instagram, but it really has nothing to do with my advice. Like, I'll never look at the Instagram and go... and like. I'll never look at someone's Instagram and be like, oh, who could love you? <laughs> <laughs> Next email. Next email. Yeah, you're gross. Ew. Can you imagine? People what, would not- who would listen to this show? Yeah. If I, and also, there's no one on earth I would think that about. You know, like I, I, I just don't believe in that as a as as a um, an option. But keep sending them, I guess. No, please keep sending them. Like, I mean, it. it it rounds out the story for me. I love looking at chicks and dudes. I, I mean, listen. Guys. Guys, send in your Instagram handle too because, I, I mean, listen, I, I, uh, if, whenever I'm out with girls and they're like telling me about their hookups, let's see the dude. Put them in there. Put them in. A whole spread. Yeah, and she's gorgeous. She's like beautiful. It's like, you know, what, but it's, it's funny that they're like, well, here's the Instagram in case you think that love should never find me. Let me, let me alter my thinking. <laughs> yeah. Look, oh, oh no. You look like that. Ew. She's beautiful. Like, I mean, oh, we're, we're comparing them to celebrities now. We are. Shelby, you're probably better at this than I am. Hold on. I'm trying to figure out which one she is now that I'm getting into it. Um, she's, I mean, there she is. I, I think she's got a, um. I, I was I was literally about to say she looks like that woman from that movie, and that would have been the worst descriptor of all time. What do you think, Shelby? You 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 know more movie stuff than I do. Maybe like a young Anna Ferris with dark hair. That was a stretch. I, I hmm. are you serious? I go to you for this, and that's the that's what you come back with, a young Anna Ferris. There's nothing there. What are you talking about? I only got to see one picture. There she is. There. She uh it's from like across the warehouse. <laughs> she looks like she's a cute. Boomerang. Good boomerang. We'll stop doing this because it's She kind of looks like uh Oh, I have a good one. The girl from European Vacation. I can no, see no, no. that. Uh ro- road trip. What's the one uh Scotty's doesn't know? The Euro trip. Euro trip. The hot girl from Euro trip. Her name's, uh, she used to be Harriet the Spy. You saw that? Who's We're getting way off track. Nah, yeah, a little bit like her with dark hair. I could see that. So, okay. Le- Yo, the end of the story, we'd all bang. Um, so she, there's a lot. I've added a photo for reference in the middle. I, uh, I may look familiar because we matched on Bumble in the past. We did. Okay, well, it's <laughs> good to see you again. I, I did not make an impression. <laughs> I, Listen, there's a couple things going on here in this email that, you know, Detective Freed, I know what's happening here. Let it out. I'll let it out. Here's, let's, to review. Guy break. let's go through the timeline, okay? Guy breaks up with girl, his girlfriend on and off for three years. We have to... Here's the thing that women don't do a lot of times. They'll look very much into 
they almost a lot of women will and and i i'm sorry for putting this on gender but it's just based on the emails that we get here they'll look at a picture from six inches away they never take the picture and back it up in these dating scenarios they never to you know look at the picture they're it's as if they're look watching the tv from six inches away from the tv they're never watching from 10 feet away right so i need her and the li- listeners here let's all look at this from 10 feet away he breaks up with his girlfriend of on and off for three years in november they meet up before christmas they bang night one Okay, she deletes number. They start banging on and off for whatever amount of nights they're doing it. Yeah. She deletes number because she doesn't want to say something stupid because she feels like she's getting into him. He never texts. Okay, they never text. Then they're out one night. He and her, his friends, her and her friends. And he says, oh, my brings over the friends. They hang out. They bang that night. Hangs till 11 a.m. She wants to know if, well, he stayed till 11 a.m. He must like me. No, everything he's done is due to easiness. And I'm not saying you're easy, but the situation is always easy that he commits. Maybe it's the convenience. Convenience. The word. Yeah, that's a better word. Thank you, Shelby, the thesaurus. The I, this is convenient fuck. Right. It was right there every time. Right there. And here's, she wants, she's taking away the six inch view, which is to say, if you look at that whole picture, that's a guy who was convenient with his ex. That's why he kept getting back together with her. Then he's convenient with you. This is, this is a, this is the makeup of a murderer. We the the it stands for the last girl as it stands for you. He's always going with convenience. The reason people go back to their exes is because they're lazy. They they know it's wrong, but the last person who fucked them is the next person who fucked them. So they don't go and try and maybe fail. So I think this guy is doing what he with you what he did with the last girl because he doesn't want to commit. He doesn't want to um, make the extra effort to have something more than what you guys are. And he's doing that with all his, uh, the physical moves that he makes. The, the, but uh, what she's doing, and a lot of people do this, they'll go, but he stayed till 11. Oh, but he came over when all his friends were at the bar. Yeah, those are human things. People don't try. It's harder to be mean than it is to be nice. Right. It's a lot more difficult for him in the bar to just ignore you, someone he's been inside of, than it is for him to go, hey, what's happening? Convenience, again. I mean, and it's not like it's, oh, it's, you had sex. It's, it's, everybody had fun. It's fine, this but is, that's this what isn't, he wants. Exactly. This isn't to say he's plotting this. It's not to say that you're dumb or you know you've been fooled because you have it this is two people having fun the the foolish part is to look at it and go well if if you keep doing the same thing that something else will happen everything you've done so far with this guy has been out of convenience and he's and for both sides it, you know it's happened hey we went and hung out and we got drinks and then we fucked oh and then we saw each other the next weekend and we fucked then uh, oh he's out with his friends they said so my advice to her, this isn't to say 
this can never be the one. I'm just saying it's uh, the the probability is low, but make yourself inconvenient. She is moving across the country too. Well, that's something that that's something he'll lean on too. She said he knows that, so he knows some guys, people, guys or girls will let you be the reason they break up. Like he's letting your, he's going to stick around with you until you move away because keep on doing the same thing because he knows there's an end game to this. There's an expiration date. Expiration date. He's got to toss you out at the spring, get you out of the fridge. So all of this works into the personality. You have to make yourself inconvenient. You know, you already have, made yourself more convenient by, for him by saying, well, maybe it's on his mind that I'm moving away. Yeah, it's on his mind that you're moving away because he can keep banging without being a bad dude when you move away. And then when you move away, you can go, ah, you I'm know, God make, didn't let it happen. No, I'm, I'm not making you move away. Yeah, exactly. So my advice is twofold. One, um, it's okay to say to someone, hey, um, I can't meet up for the, you know, the fuck party. I could do drinks next week. Make yourself inconvenient and then see if they pull at that string because I just don't think that's going to happen with this guy. Yeah, they're not texting. Maybe they, who knows if they'll even run into each other again. Yeah. I mean, it seems like they live in close quarters. Like, if they ran into each other again, he's going to go, hey! It's going to be like nothing happened. He's going to treat you like an old fraternity brother. That's how I am with old fraternity brothers. If I see them out, whoa, let's have a beer, let's hang. That doesn't mean I want to see the, I, I want to fucking, you know, call them up and, you know, watch a game together the next week. Yeah. I'll, I'll let the hang happen, but I'm not going to like get in the way of the hang. That's it. Make yourself inconvenient. I think that's going to be helpful. Someone sent the longest email I've ever seen in my entire life. And we can't read it. Too spicy, too long. It's too long. It had like a thousand attachments too. Not picking up the tab, etc. J Train. I've gone on a few dates with a guy from Hinge. Date was one drink. Was date one was drinks, and we split the tab. Date two, he suggested the dinner at a specific restaurant. And the check sat there for a solid ten minutes before he awkwardly threw his card on the table without ever picking it up, and. Uh, on the table without ever picking it up, and this time I didn't do the same. D- what is that? Rewind. So day one, day two, he suggested the di- day one they split. Day two, he suggested the dinner at a specific restaurant, and the check sat there for a solid ten minutes before he awkwardly threw his card on the table oh. without ever picking it up. And this time, I didn't do the same. So I'm guessing he picked up day two. If you're suggesting awkward. a restaurant, you know, yeah, you, you gotta should. pay. Date three, he again suggested a specific place for dinner, a bit nicer too. And again, we oh, so we did again. We split the check. To me, it just sort of indicated a lack of assertiveness, experience, and dating. And I'm wondering if you think it's an incorrect assessment. It's not too much of the, the payment that bothers me as it's the lack of the whole little song and dance where he says, no, of course I got it. And I say, no, I insist. And okay, then, I, then I'll get the next one round. Plus, in my opinion, I don't think it's right to suggest a nice place without the intention of paying. He's a year younger than me, and I'm in, and in grad school, and I've been out of grad school and working for about a year, so I'm not sure if he's trying to take advantage of that fact. 
I don't think he's trying to take advantage. Should this not bother me as much as it did? Um, what do you think? Pay the tab or don't pay the tab? I, I like to pay the tab. It's just easier. It's, you know what? If we're on a first date or second. It's, you know, the pay the tab thing, and I think we're getting this question because I did Instagram stories for Betches was um, splitting the check and all that stuff. It's, it's funny that like women are now writing, wondering like what to do because of, you know, we're in the, you know, Me Too movement and feminism, you know, everyone feels like they got to be better than they want to be, you know, like. Or if you can't say the word is chivalry or whatever, is that. Is chivalry thing? dead? Yeah. It's, 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 it's an interesting thing because you can't avoid what feels good to, to do as a man and what feels good to receive as a woman. You know, you know, Adam Carolla always says um, back, I, I don't know if he still says it, but he, when you smell a steak, you salivate. You can't help yourself from salivating. And it's that to me is like the paying on the date thing where it's like, if you're a guy out there, there's so few ways to be a man, to like feel like you've captured the bull and brought it back for your lady. And paying... For the drinks, I would think, uh, you know, I always say everyone's 10% away from each other. I would think that this guy on the day should feel okay spending 50 bucks on someone and himself. And if they can't do that, maybe you don't go on the date. But I, I, I'm only speaking from my perspective. I, I can't. If you didn't have 50 bucks to spend on the date, would you even go on the date? I would love it if a date was 50 bucks. I, well, I'm trying to... You could be 50 if it's two drinks or whatever in an okay place. Let's say it's 100. 75. Let's say it's 75. We'll take the middle route. Like, I don't think anyone should feel bad about feeling the way they do. That's what I'll say. I can't tell you whether this guy should pay or not. Um, if you're a guy out there, hear this email... And realize, you know, guys will do what gets them laid. So if you're a guy listening to this, this is the female sentiment that is out there. Do what you will. You want to fight that battle? Good luck. Good luck getting blown. After going, you had margarita. I had uh, uh, a white wine spritzer. So give me twelve fifty and I'll get the rest. You know, that, get, good luck getting blown after that conversation. Yeah, and if it's he's picking the place, he should do it. I mean, that's you know. my thing. Whoever asked the person and picked the place should say, and it's easy to say, "Hey, oh no, the, no, let me split it." No, 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 I got it. I I invited you. Thank you for coming. That's how I play it. I've been like, can they're like, oh, I always been wanting to try this place and then we get there it's like i put some cucumber on this vodka that's 70 dollars to watch <laughs> me make it like, good yeah really made a big mistake thinking this <laughs> what's a cucumber sally's and now i'm stuck with all the cucumber drinks yeah i but i don't think anyone should apologize for feeling this is this goes into type you know, there's someone out there whose type is, no, they won't let me split the, you know, I don't want to be with a guy who's, who's a cocky asshole who makes, who pays for me every time. 
Mm-hmm. There's some people who are there, that's their taste, and they never apologize for it. So the inverse shouldn't apologize for it either. If you're a woman who's like, I want a guy who's assertive and wants to take me out, but I wouldn't also, what she does is what a lot of people do is they'll make the excuse for someone. Oh, well, he's young and is in school, so maybe he doesn't know how dating is. He knows how to be a human. The steak makes you salivate. He knows that there's something to paying for the date as a guy. It's the same thing to me. That, you know, don't, don't make excuses for people not acting human. Yeah. I, like, I, we always make, it's in every, it's natural, but it's like. It's natural because yeah. she doesn't want to admit to the reality that maybe he's just a cheap dude that doesn't want to pay for the fucking date. And sometimes the, pro, the other problem is a lot, you know, there's a lot of men out there who connect what they paid to what, you know, and this is a bad thing. I don't agree with this. They connect what they pay for to what they should hypothetically, you know, get out of the date, hook up. You know, that type of stuff. So you have to be careful with that. Second part of the question is, how long do you feel it's appropriate to see someone to decide whether you like them? See, this is, again, into the, this person is questioning their own feelings. You feel how you feel. You could like someone after date one and be like, I'm into this. Or you could be like, you could like someone on date one, two, and three, and then date four go, this ain't the cat for me. You You don't, you don't. Just because you go on a date with someone a certain amount of times doesn't mean you're locked in. That's just why you're dating. It's to get to know somebody. You don't have... It's the, like, oh, no, we already hooked up. Should we not? It's like, no, you can get out whenever you want. Don't apologize for your own taste. That's the thing. It, it, because it's a waste of time. Well, he didn't pay, but I don't want to be that person uh, who, who doesn't like a guy because he doesn't pay for a date. Well, guess what? You're that person. You are a pain in the fucking ass who needs to be paid for on the first date. Own it. That's okay. I'm a pain in the fucking ass. It could be like one extreme of the guy going like, hold on, little lady, I got this. Let me show how much I'm doing. Or the woman being like, and he, it's the fourth date and he didn't want to do this. There's extremes to both sides. You're right. There's a douchebag who pays and there's a douchebag who splits. But it's all about how it made you feel. If you walked in and go, I really didn't feel good about that person just letting the fucking check sit there until I went, oh, split skis. Yeah, I wouldn't feel good about that either. I'd be like, I'm out of here. And you shouldn't apologize for that. But also admit to, I mean, I think this relates to kind of the time we're in where it's like everyone wants to be, you know, quote unquote good. We're all not great people. We're fine. You are as human as the person sitting across from you on the date. You didn't like that he split the tab and he didn't like that you made him, you know, wiggle around until you split the tab. Not a match. You're going to find the fit, but don't try and smash a puzzle piece together just because you want to apologize for the things you do. Okay. Help crushes and flying to another country to meet. Jared Shelby and a guest sending you the feathers from Barcelona. They pronounce it Barcelona. 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 Penelope Cruz. 
I got a message from this French guy I met in Barcelona almost four years ago in June 2015. We met at a pub crawl for uni exchange students, and I was there because the night before I had met this guy from Australia, and we decided to join them. With the French guy, we talked maybe five or ten minutes. I remember liking him a lot. He was attractive and probably nice, but I was on a date with the Aussie guy who became my boyfriend for two years, so nothing happened. We exchanged Facebook and said goodbye. Fast forward to August 2018. The French guy and his friend... Um, who was also in the pub crawl, followed me at the same time on Instagram. I knew it wasn't coincidence, but I didn't give him the thoughts. Recently, last December, he messaged me on Instagram and introducing himself, saying that he remembers me from years ago, that he's a bit embarrassed, but he remembers me, especially if I don't remember him. He said he was coming to Bar- Barcelona for New Year's Eve with some friends and asked for some recommendations. I replied saying I remembered him too and that we had a good back and forth chatting on Insta for a couple of days. Days before New Year's Eve, he told me the trip was canceled and that was it. Then last night, he messages me, screenshots attached. Here are my question. Is it weird that he's telling me all this? So he, He's very confident. Since yeah. they only knew each other for five to ten minutes. Patricia, when we met a few years ago uh, and talked for no more than five minutes, I have to admit that, haha, I had an absolute crush on you. That's why I said I really hope that our paths will cross again someday. I have a feeling that I want to know you, and that's a shame that I had to cancel my trip to Barcelona because it was the best possibility for that. I don't know what I expect by sending this message. I just believe that I uh, had to tell you that instead of putting likes on all your photos. The reason this message is a comment on a stupid FB post and about links between holidays and months for anniversary, which I randomly came across. So he sends this long. Yes, it may sound stupid, but without that comment, I would have waited for ages to send you this message, waiting for the best opportunity to say that I really want our past to cross again. Anyways, now that you're... See, she shouldn't meet this guy, okay? Here's the thing, and and this guy is playing the romantic game with no actual th- plan. Yeah, if you're going to be Mr. Show Up from France to Barcelona and show up at your door, you need to make it so unweird, so, something so something weird, so unweird that it could be practical. So he's like, I just hope our paths cross again. What the fuck does that mean? He's like writing, he's doing the writing the story thing. But yes, he has he's no writing plan. the romantic story that she can go, oh, I do, he's been thinking of me for years. No, he had some cum in his balls and he had a fucking weak moment and he remembered that there was one girl who would talk to him. And he happened to maybe be going to Barcelona soon. It's, uh, but it was for me that we had to meet very soon, depending on the uh, option. Sorry for all that. Where do we finally meet? That's the thing. You know why my opinion's so off of this guy? He says, where, he ends up by saying, where do we finally meet? If you're going to do this move, and you're the guy who really wants to make it happen and see what this could be, which he doesn't, yeah, if she's going to be like, oh, I'm in Madrid for a couple, and he's yeah. going to go, Madrid, perfect. Yeah, perfect. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he, he, if you're this guy, the way to do it, it is creepy, but everyone's creepy as someone else is hot. But if you were to say, hey, it has been years. Um, you keep coming up on my feed. I, you, I don't know why you're on my mind. I'm going to be in your town with a couple friends uh, for a weekend, would love to meet up at some point on Saturday if you want to get a drink. Here's my number. Put the ball on their court. Let them know you know it's weird. But it, when you write this whole long fucking 
you know, it was soliloquy or whatever the fuck it is. And you romanticize it and you and you say, oh, our paths will cross maybe. And it's all vague. And then you're putting the ball in their court to like literally make the plan for you. That's him being like, I think you're hot. I've masturbated your Instagram a few times. Um, I want no responsibility for this other than to let you know that I'm in. I'm in if you're in, but you make the plan. Fuck that guy. French creep. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. We're sponsor people. We are. We're here with classic shelf at classic shelf. Go follow Shelby. He's got great pictures. Only he takes our Instagram. pictures every week on yeah. Instagram at classic shelf. We're sponsored. Oh, I love this sponsor. Ma Palim. Ma Palim. Ma Palim. Ma Palim. Ma Palim. It's the first direct-to-consumer male wellness and lifestyle brand, giving guys everywhere access to luxury grooming and lifestyle essentials such as hair care, skin care, beard care. Here's what I like about Mopoline. It is a the next level up. It looks great on your shelf in your bathroom. If you're a woman listening and you got a boyfriend, get it for them. Up their game. If you're a guy listening and you're single, up your game. If you're if you got parents, make your dad look good. At some point you gotta ditch the soap that looks like the oil can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you gotta know? ditch the one that's like that's like, oh, this is this makes the pussy scream. You know, that that's not what women want. No no two in one, no three no, in no, one. No, no, no. You want high end for low dollar, great, well made products. From the Mediterranean. An antique look with a it, it contemporary looks, feel. Looks great on the shelf. Smells great. I just shower with it. Uh, perfect New Year. It's a great gift. Uh, you can get your guy upscale version of himself, a way for him to upgrade his morning routine, not only with healthy products for skin and hair, but with chic packaging and amazing scents. The scents are great. The hair paste is amazing. It smells... Like, I had... I've had people say, what is that smell? And I say, that's mapalim. And then I'm in a a Roman, I'm in a, uh, toga. a toga when they say it. All natural ingredients. They're based in and inspired by the Mediterranean. They handcraft their products with natural oils, nutrients that are sourced from the region's different coasts like Italy, France, Greece, Turkey, Spain. So you're getting, these are, these locals have been using these ingredients for thousands of years, okay? That's why people from these areas look good, look fresh, and have great hair. They're using the local ingredients, and that's what Mapalim uses. I love it. I got it in my hair right now. I use the soap. I use the shampoo. It, so to get your grooming essentials, go to Mapalim.com. That's M-A-A-P-I-L-I-M.com. Let me repeat that. M-A-A-P-I-L-I-M dot com. Promo code J-Train. 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 For 10% off. Level up your grooming game. Mapalim.com. Promo J-Train. 10% off. Easy as that. I, I got to say, it just looks great on the shelf. It, it, if you have someone sleep over, you, if, you're, if it's your boyfriend, you want to make him look like a man, this is manly products that look that make you look like you care. Like, oh, this this guy's bathroom is curated. Curated, exactly. 
jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrain, big long feather extending over those glorious ocean from Sydney to the live studio audience in Harlem. Wow, Sydney. Good day. Good day, mate. Been a fan since our chubbies are frat. Let's get to it. I'm a 24-year-old male and baldness runs in my family. I thought I'd get ahead of it, so I take a pill to stop or slow the losing. One of the side effects is that sometimes I can't get hard or keep a boner very long. Yeah, I know this about the uh, the stuff, the anti-baldness pills. They are not... That's right. <laughs> Got an Australian emailer. Got to play the didgeridoo. If you take a pill for baldness... It affects your boner game, big time. I remember I only, I I haven't dealt with this. That's what everyone says after. The, <laughs> guys cannot help themselves saying, well, it's not my problem, but. But I'm just saying, I used to go, you know, you go to open mics. At open mics, you learn more about people. Like, everyone's just trying to find jokes and something. Mm-hmm. So everyone just, bring, it's as if everyone just brought their, like, crazy facts with them <laughs> from the Snapple top. I remember there was this one guy who was like, he had a whole joke and it was great. I can't remember what the joke was, but it was, it was basically saying that if I want to fuck chicks, I got to take the boner pill. No, if I want to fuck chicks, I got to take the baldness pill, but the baldness pill will make my penis not work. So it's like, what do you fucking do? He's like, if I go bald, I won't fuck, but I got to work in penis. Take the gift of the magi. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fucking hilarious. And he was saying that, like, what do you do? And it's like, this is kind of the position this guy's in. He takes the pill so that he'll be attractive to women, but his penis won't work. Or he doesn't take the pill, loses his hair. Maybe he's not attracted to, attractive to women anymore. But the penis works. What do you do? So... I'm not embarrassed about it and can definitely have a good laugh at myself. Plus, I've gotten some good reviews from my oral skills, so I have that in my favor. Ha, ha, ha. But tonight, I was with a girl, and things got hot and heavy, and we ended up going to have sex for the first time, and boom, it happened again. I told her about why and what sometimes happens, and she full went off at me and told me that it was my fault, laughed at me, and really was being pretty uncool. Side note. She said previously that we weren't going to fuck unless we were in a relationship, so I was cool with just hanging out casually and hooking up without sex. So I didn't expect anything and couldn't prepare by not taking the pill that day. There was no foreplay from her to me, so I felt that I could have played that could have played a part, even though I did the pattern Patton and J Train signature whisper. I don't even know what the signature whisper is. I've heard going all down your on her first, I guess. Weird moves. I don't Anyways. Know. So I was catching a real nasty vibe from her the whole uh, the, the first few times we hung out before this. And then when she told me it was my fault for not getting hard, that was the nail in the coffin. And I just got my stuff and said, hey, I'm leaving. I don't think this will work. That was pretty uncool. She then continued to hurl abuse at me as I left. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Maybe this is some Aussie thing. I, I don't know. She sounds like an aggressive woman. You wank can't even get hard, mate. You can't get hard. Get your koala ass out of here. You fucking bald ass. <laughs> your dick can't even get out. My question is, was I wrong for leaving? Funniest part about it is I was only going to her place that night to pick up my cap that I left there. Thanks, Jared. Hope to see you in Sydney soon, mate. I would love to get to Sydney. But here, here's what I'll say. 
usually the meanest people are the most self-conscious people. Like he's shouldn't be, he, he did the right thing. You got to get out of that. If someone, if you say, Hey, uh, sorry, I can't get hard. I take these boner pills or I take this hair pills that affects my boners. Um, but I'll go down on you. And the person looks at you and goes, ah, ha, ha, you loser. And you should leave time to go. There's like a thing like, oh, I really like this person. She didn't, she reacted in a weird way. And then there's like pointing and laughing and get, get the hell out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, also, which it's interesting that she's the person that says, I will not have sex with you and then I'm, until I'm in a relationship and then has sex, then tries to have sex with them. And the people who are the least confident are the, are the ones I've noticed are the ones that say that out loud. If your rule is that you don't have sex until a relationship, then that's your rule. That's okay to keep to yourself. You could just say, hey, I'm not yeah, I'm not ready to have sex with you, Rat. I don't know. We should go on a few more dates. It's okay to say it in not those terms. The people who announce it are the ones letting the world know that they don't have sex on the first date just because they want to hear themselves say it because they don't trust themselves. You were right to leave. Also, sometimes people don't know how to like ball bust. Sometimes people are so bad at it that they don't realize it and they have to feel the bomb she bombed she made fun of you for something that was probably pretty insensitive and in not the right way there's a right way to laugh at that shit together as he said Podcast at gmail.com Podcast at gmail.com dear jared i read a quote on twitter the other day and i wanted to get your thoughts on the subject the tweet stated that oftentimes men don't marry the women they love, they marry who's around at the time. There were quite a few men responding in agreement with the tweet, and I was so confused. Is this true? Do you think when it comes to marriage that men just pick whatever girl is around when they're ready to settle down? I would love to hear your thoughts. Miss Curious, what do you think? It could be because like the account. I mean, I don't know what account tweeted it, but I've seen some weird thing Instagram to tweet it and everybody's like thousands of comments agreeing and I'm like that's yeah. a weird thing to agree <laughs> with. It is an extreme. I do understand the the sentiment the account comes from. Uh or the tweet comes from the tweet being men don't marry the one they love, they marry who's around. I think it's there's some truth to it, but I'll I'll explain it in a different way. I will say this um they say men are more likely to have the one that got away than women. So if I reverse it, so a lot of men will end something because they're busy or and will put work ahead of the relationship and will not want to fight through with the relationship uh, while fighting through with work. And they'll say, you know what I mean? So like a lot of guys will prioritize things differently. I think women are starting to do that now too, where a lot of women will be like, well, I got to get my work together before I can get married. And, and, but I think if we, you know, as we work through to new times, uh, this has truth in the idea that a lot of guys let go of perfectly good relationships because their life isn't set up to be successful in their eyes. But yeah, like you, you hear about, they oh I want to have this and this and this but then you hear about like old stories from like their parents and then they might think like oh we were both poor and we just had each other like yeah. you don't have that anymore I that, guess that, I think there's like a part yeah they like especially now and I I've talked this on past episodes the idea that like 
a lot of guys don't have to deal with the time schedule that women have to deal with. You know, as far as having babies and the biological clock and, you know, a lot of women, you know, I, I notice this with my friends. A lot of them want to have kids around the same time so that they have someone to have, have other women that are going through that with them. You know, when they're walking, when they get, you know, um, maternity leave, they want to do it with someone else. They don't want to just be alone. And all of that makes sense to me. But all of that doesn't play into it for guys. So this seems insensitive. Men don't marry the ones they love. They marry who's around. It's it's less insensitive. It, this, is said, uh, this is said insensitively, but it's more about the male clock that doesn't really exist. I think it's more about that. And that's why, if you look at it the other way, as far as like, for a lot of guys, uh, the one that got away, I should have stayed with that one. That happens for guys a lot. Women will dig into a bad guy because they see potential. A lot of times. So I, this is a very drawn out, I mean, quote, she asked for an opinion on a quote. The quote's always going to sound better than the, than the like, Ah, uh, let me give you seven minutes on why yeah. this is kind of right. Um, Not enough characters. Yeah, I don't have enough characters in the box to to write this out. But I I I do think this is said in a way that it's easy to be like, that's right, men are dogs. But it's really more, you know, women want to have you know things happen by a certain time and have socialization with other women. Men don't have that same thing hanging over them, you know, that's a, a male privilege, so to speak. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. We got time for one more? We do. One more email. My girlfriend wants me to quit smoking weed. Train. A couple months ago, my girlfriend and I smoked and she had a really bad reaction to it. We ended up going to the hospital because she thought she was going to die from it. I tried to, oh, I've been there. I tried to calm her down, but she insisted, so I rushed her to the ER. She ended up being physically fine, but since that episode, she had, uh, has had severe anxiety and panic episodes. She's been going to therapy and feeling better, but she's told me she blames me partly for this and sometimes has feelings of resentment towards me for it. Last weekend, she asked me to quit smoking forever. I tried to negotiate saying I wouldn't do it around her and would even take measures to keep the smell off my breath and clothes. She basically ended the entire discussion saying she didn't want someone in her life who smoked, so I conceded and agreed. Before the whole thing went down, she had never had an issue with me smoking. Now now knowing myself, I will smoke against... At some point, I don't want her to have to lie to her about it when I do. I also feel like this could lead to her not wanting me to spend time with certain friends that smoke which is essentially all of my close friends. I plan to ask this girl to marry me soon so this could make or break things for us according to her. Do you think I can revisit this conversation with her or how I should go about this? What do you think? Just on a practical level, you could switch to a an oil pen maybe, but yeah. on a broader scale, it just seems a little drastic. The broader scale is what we got to go after because this isn't about the weed. This is about, she literally said to you, she blames you for her anxiety and panic episodes. She needs to maybe maintain her own shit. Well, 
it, you know, here's the thing. We all, as you grow up, you go through different versions of yourself. And if you're in a relationship with this person, you have to work out how you are together with this new version of her. She is going and seeking counsel with a psychiatrist. Good for her. She's seeking help. She's looking to be better. The psychiatrist and her might work out, you know, unveil some things that make her live her life differently. I, I'd push, you know, I don't think you should be getting married, engaged. I think you got to work this out first. I think you have to see how the relationship works with her being someone who's in therapy now and someone who's working out their anxiety. You have to work it out with anxiety girlfriend versus the one that didn't have it going on before. It's a whole new lady. And you're a whole new man. Mm -hmm. You're post-anxiety girlfriend guy. So, and, and I understand she's blaming the thing that triggered it in her mind, but, you know, it might not be, it might be a month from now she'll go, you know, I worked through this with my psychiatrist and they, you know, it's not the weed, it's just something I'm dealing with my family. That could be that too. But I think you got to like, you know, it, it sounds like he's like, well, I got to get this weed thing done before I can get engaged. And it's like, this isn't something, this isn't a task on a list. This is something that needs to be worked out together, talked out. And, and, for, and, and if you really do love her, take six months away from the ganja and, we're, and, and do it with her. To make her feel better. And if you object to that so much, maybe you have a problem. Maybe. It goes both ways. She's being a little extreme, but she had an extreme episode that scared her. So you, as the boyfriend, can't be going, well, what about my weed? <laughs> you know, like, if you want to marry this person, she had a very big episode in her life that is big enough for her to now go seek help and take uh, marijuana out of her life. Give it time. Take six months to get used to this new dynamic and be there for her. Take six months to go, I'm going to stick, uh, no, no more for me too. Let, let's just see how it feels for both of us. And if you won't do that, then you need to maybe reevaluate what you're willing to, you know, you're saying you want to get engaged, but you won't even, sickness and health. This is sickness. I'm trying to relate, but however... If I was dating a friend, uh, someone I was going to marry was freaking out and wanted to go to hospital because they smoked weed, I'd be so annoyed. <laughs> I, I hear you. But, you know, put any other drug there. If it was heroin, you'd be like, well, we got to get off the heroin. We got to figure this out. I, I know it's not like the same, but at the same time, it's you have to. Uh, you guys are a team. And if you can't work through it as a team then maybe you don't want to be on that team so much. This is test number one. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Classic Shelb, uh, at Classic Shelb on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. We got time for some news? We do. Let's do it. Before we get into the news, let me get take a trip into Plug City. Hey, Patreon, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. We're putting up coffee with J trains every Sunday and I love doing those. It's just a 20 minute rant, three bucks a month. You get a coffee with J train every Sunday, 10 bucks a month. I'll answer your advice questions. I love what we're doing on Patreon. We got a nice little community going there, right? Shelby. 
we have such a little group going on. It's good. And I love those coffee with J trends. So go patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Let's do some news. Fan of Gwyneth Paltrow. You know, Gwyneth has a lot of news stories that come out about her that like people get annoyed with. She I, really rouses up people with just a sentence. Yes. She Gwyneth is one of those people that really makes people feel. And as an entertainer myself, I I, I can appreciate that. I was just watching her in Iron Man last night. Mm-hmm. Um, she's great in that. Uh, I, I, you name your kid Apple, you're going to really make people you know, feel a certain way about you. What's going on with Gwyneth? Well, Gwyneth, she, one of those things that got people riled up was when she divorced, or she didn't divorce, uh, Coldplay frontman Chris Martin, but they called it a conscious uncoupling do you remember that yeah i I, everything gwyneth does can't be the normal thing Mm -hmm. like if you if you were like oh i went to whole foods she'd be like i went to the foods of whole (laughs) you know what i mean gwyneth can't help herself so i like oh you had a kid named johnny well mine is named apple you know everything she does has to be exhausting but this is what people with money can do. Her and the front man of Coldplay have a billion dollars. So they can, you know, use different words that take a day to come up with because they got the time to fucking do it. So, yeah, they had a conscious uncoupling. So, well, Gwyneth remarried to a fellow named Brad Falchuk. Okay. And they went on their honeymoon to the Maldives, a place Ooh, only w- available to rich people. Yeah, the, I would love to go to the Maldives. Guess who else tagged along? Chris Martin. Really? He did. See, this bringing is... Bringing the ex-husband on the honeymoon. Bringing the... Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Ex-husband on the honeymoon means conscious uncoupling, Apple, ex-husband on the honeymoon. All of these things to me mean weird sex. And I saw another thing. It means that they're into something. I won't call it weird, but something they're into that they found someone else who's into it as well. It's like it's not polyamory. It's uh, there's something off because (laughs) something ain't right. Sex will make people act a way where you go, what do you guys do? And then they, ah, you know, just, and then they'll explain it with, so we're good friends still. No, no, no. There's also comments by celebs. You ever see that Instagram account? I will check it out. Comments by celebs. Uh, I know they do a podcast with Betches now. They posted her commenting on, like, so they take the comments of celebrities on other celebrities' Instagrams, and they highlight them. And there was one about a finger in the butt from Gwyneth. And, like, you just don't think she's one of those people. And then she's like, LOL, love a finger in the butt. And you're like... Holy shit. Like experts say, it stimulates. Yeah, 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 yeah. right, right. Okay, okay. We know. Gwyneth. So I think Gwyneth is more. I'll give you, you name your kid Apple. I'll give you conscious uncoupling. Uh, The minute the ex husband's on the uh, bachelor party or on the the honeymoon, I'm like, I. Different sex. So that's, you know, I don't hate it. But I know that there's something I don't know. There's a me. There's one thing. There's a piece of information. You don't just bring your ex-husband on the on the honeymoon. 
It just doesn't happen. He has his own schedule. <laughs> so there's one piece of information missing that glues this all together that we'd all go, oh. What else do we got? You ever had some unruly times as a teen with some maybe property damage? I've thrown some snowballs at some cars as they've driven by my New England town. What do we got? It's funny you mention cars because four teens between the ages of 14 and 16 broke into a CarMax in Houston and did $800,000 worth of damage. What CarMax has that much of product? It's a pretty luxury CarMax. By... Take going out into the lot and having a smash up derby with a Corvette Challenger and Mustang. So they just went to the lot and smashed everything. Hey, let's get in these cars and drive them around, and smash the shit. Oh, like out it of was them. roller derby, just yeah. uh, just smashing them up. And who? I mean, where are they going to get the money from? They're not going to get the money ever. Like when this happens with kids, I always wonder. They're like they made eight hundred thousand dollars in damages. Like, all right. What you know, like, do they? Does that go on their tab the rest of their life? I guess your property damage would be some. It's just like they're fourteen to sixteen. You're like, I guess we really ruined the rest of their lives. Yeah, like, like, or is it on the parents then? Like, do the parents have to pay? And it's like, are kids just this like, you know, just waiting to cost you money at every turn? I guess you know that there's a, a dad listening, nodding his head, but that's a lot of damage. Does what seem- punishment? Could you even do the punishments? The problem with the punishments is like you send them away. That costs you more money. So the teens have all been charged with felony criminal mischief. Okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> felony criminal. Mis- do, like, do they go to jail? Juvenile hall? You got to think so. But it's like. If I was one of those kids, I'd be like, I got ADD. I can't. <laughs> I would just come up with some sort of affliction, especially in this day and age where like, oh, I got, you know, you could just be like, I don't know who I am. I'm a, you know what I mean? You could just come up with something and just blame it on that. It's got to be just them not, I want to say, oh, I can't relate to this at all. Like I, like I remember when I was like, I can't relate to this at all. I can't, I would be, I was so much of a pussy growing up that this is something I would never, I, they, they'd be like, hey, let's go to the CarMax and jump into the cars. I'd be like, I can't, gotta go home. I gotta go do my bar mitzvah lessons. But I remember I was like 16, just these windy roads in Missouri and my friends, like his mom gave him her used PT cruiser with like yeah. 200,000 miles. We were just like drifting oh, around yeah. his putting his head out the sunroof, driving with his knees. So it's like, hmm, we're not going to like really, we're not stealing cars, but I could see just doing something insanely stupid. Growing no. up, there was one kid who used to drive without a license. He would just take his parents' car. Oh, and there's I always used, that kid. And I used to think, what a fucking badass. Like, how is he doing this? It was like, how is he living with himself? Like, was my thought. And it's like, some people just have it in them. And some people just don't. I just never had it in me. Because they just have that in their brain, just thinking when you're back in high school, you go, oh, I, I shouldn't do that. I'll get in trouble. And then you think back now as an adult, like, oh, I would. the trouble was nothing. What was the trouble? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Him, not, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I can do this thing and it'll be like, I won't get in trouble and it'll, maybe it'll be a story it's that like, I laugh at when I'm in like my 30s. It's like the Matrix. Some people just like know or like clairvoyant with that shit. 
where they just know it won't affect them. And I'm sitting there shivering in the fucking corner my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> Shelby, thank you for bringing the news. Thanks for having me. At Classic Shelb on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Go follow, go support. I'm Jared Freight. We're every Tuesday and Friday. We got a great episode coming on Friday. And keep telling your friends, keep sharing the word. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. Boom.